start from Kuf Amud Beis from the Mishnah. We're discussing mainly in this period the idea of him. Yeah, although the first Mishnah which spoke about Hazurik was about passing from Rishus Hayachid to Rishus Hayachid, but then later on we started discussing throwing. For some reason, the the the, the Gemara refers to many times uh, uh, about throwing Arba Amis as a Zurich, throwing four Amis in Rishus Hayachid, throwing it, uh, passing is the same exact thing. But it's referred to as throwing. So we know that Arushusarabim is a place that has no walls, and many people pass by with many uh, discussions what many means. Now, a sea, which is covered in water, people cannot walk on the sea. Since you cannot walk on the sea, and if even people swim, you can't really swim so far, and not many people do that. So it's considered a caramelist and in between domain, Now, the Mishnah will want to emphasize that the reason why an area covered with water is called a caramelist is not because it's covered in water, but because people aren't passing by. Not many people are passing by. So let's see it in the Mishnah. Hazarek Bayan. If someone's in the sea, or someone's on a ship, or whatever it is, rather if he's swimming in the sea, he's like on the deck, or whatever, he's on the wall of the ship, and he's throwing four armies in the sea, whatever it could be, even an earlier place in the sea, where people could swim, people could walk in, and he's throwing four armies, potter. Why? Because it's a carnivalist, people don't walk in the sea. However, a similar case, if there was a puddle of water, it's in the middle of the street, and people walk through it as it used to be. They had mud roads. And they had puddles, and you just put on your shoe into the shoe because shoes typically were full of mud. That was a typical thing. So if you have a puddle of water, but the road walks straight through it, so although it's covered with water, if someone throws in that puddle, it's larger than four Amis, as we'll see, and he throws, or let's say from outside of the puddle, he throws into the puddle, or from in the puddle, throws out of the puddle, and it's a distance of four Amis. So you might think, I threw it from or in a puddle, and a puddle is covered with water. So if it's covered with water, it should be a caramelis. No. It's chayiv. Why? Because as we said, what makes it a caramelis is the fact that people don't walk don't walk through it. But if people do walk through it, then it's considered the Rishusarabi. The Kamurakatmain. What's the height of a puddle of water that people walk through it? If it's tent fucking the people will walk through it. It's already a, a domain on its own. It's already a, a caramelist. But if it's if it's less than tent fucking deep, then people still walk through it, and it's considered rishusunami. 
Now, as the Gemara will discuss right now, the, the Mishnah repeats the same exact thing in a slightly different, um, how do you say this? A slightly different expression. Like the words slightly change, very slightly. A puddle of water. And the street walks, the street walks straight through it. If you're in this puddle and you throw for Amis, you're still high because the street is walking through it. Now it's the same exact thing that we said just a line before with slightly different wording. Right? So the Gemara is going to try to understand why the Mishnah repeats this last statement of the, of the, of, of the Mishnah. Obviously, it's not a mistake. Obviously, it's trying to emphasize something. It was a, a, a Talmud in the yeshiva, which asked Rava, I understand why the Mishnah has to repeat half of its sentence, half of the case. Why the Mishnah has to repeat that people walk through it. Why? What does it come to teach us? To walk when it's not comfortable. Shmei Hiluch is called walking. But to use something when it's not comfortable. Which is not called using. Which means to say like this. Why would we think that the puddle of water is not the Shusunami? Because people walk through it, but it's not comfortable. They get muddy. They, 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 they sigh while they walk through it. They crash. They complain while they walk through it. They walk through it, but it's not a Typical comfortable way of walking through the street. So the first time the Mishnah tells me this halacha is coming to tell me that although people walk through it when it's not comfortable, it's still called Rishul Sarabi because they use it. Then the next time the Mishnah repeats it, it's coming to tell me only walking, which is such a, which, which is such a basic usage, such a basic thing that people do in the street, they walk through it, then, even though it's uncomfortable, it's considered using. However, if they have any other usage, there's some sort of a hole in the wall that everybody uses. That when they're stuck before Shabbos, I don't know, they put the wallets over there. I don't know what. Yeah, there's a special place that everyone uses to put things down. They use it, but it's not a comfortable place of using it. It's it's a. He brings an example. They have like a, um, actually, no, 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 a hole in the wall where people could use, could be, but let's say you have a hole in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the on the floor, ninth fucking deep, which will make it a caramelist. It's not a tenth fucking deep, but everyone uses it, but they have to bend down and like, you know, bend over inside in order to use it. So it's not comfortable. So although people use it, since it isn't comfortable, it isn't called Rishul Sarabi. There is an example brought when there's a, a beam which is not high, and everyone fixes their packages on it. That's considered a comfortable usage. So that's called Rishul Sarabi. But if it's anything which is an uncomfortable usage, for example, a hole, a pit, which is nine deep, Although everyone uses it, it's not comfortable. If it's not comfortable, it's not called the Shusha So that's why the Mishnah repeats a second time. If, if Rabbi Mahal Chimboy, 
only walking is considered something when it's uncomfortable. But the question is, why does the Mishnah have to say the situation of the puddle twice? Let the Mishnah say, Yeah, the it should just repeat the fact that people are walking through it. It shouldn't repeat the fact that it's a puddle. A puddle is a puddle. You know what a puddle is. It has to be less than 10 tfachim. That's it. A puddle is a puddle. The, the, the Mishnah might want to emphasize that walking is the only thing that we value if it's uncomfortable, fine. So say twice the fact that they're walking. Don't say twice the fact that there's a problem. Answers back, Rover. The Mishnah mentions it twice because there could be puddles in the winter. That's more normal. And there could be puddles occasionally in the summer. I mean, in Manchester, it's not occasionally. But in other places, it's occasional in the summer. that you can have puddles. Right? So the Mishnah has to tell me twice puddles that both types of puddles are considered the Shusurabi. Now, which one is less obvious? Actually, each one for a different reason is less obvious. And therefore, the Mishnah mentioned both. I mean, the Mishnah, Mishnah indicated to both that in both cases, it's considered the Shusurabi. If it would just say once, I would say, only in the summer people walk through puddles. And it's a bubble, it's quite hot. And people will occasionally walk through the puddle. To get a bit to cool, cool off. Who cares if they get a bit dirty? At least they cool off a bit. They're already wet enough. They're not looking to get more wet. They'll go around the puddle. They're not going to walk in the puddle. And therefore, I might think that in the winter, puddles are not a shusharabu. I have a svar the other way around also. If it would just say by the winter, although it didn't say winter or summer, it just said people walk through it twice. Or it just said a puddle twice. But I guess he's trying to say, even if the Mishnah both, because I have an opposite swarm. If he would say the winter, I would say, they're already dirty. They already had mud on, 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 on the road the whole time. Who cares if they get a bit more dirty? That they're clean, everything's dry, they didn't get, they get, they didn't get dirty. They'll walk around the puddles. And that's why the Mishnah has to tell me twice puddle to indicate winter, winter and summer, which really Even if it would say clearly winter or summer, it would have to say twice. Because each one has a smarter to say that only then people walk through puddles. Okay, that's one explanation. Abaya Omar, another explanation. Each we need to have twice. The Mishnah has to say twice puddles because there are puddles that you would think that you're not chayiv. So, I would have thought, 
Only if the puddle is less than four amis long, then people will walk through it. I'm sorry. If it's Daladamis, not Daladamis wide, this, the street has to be Tezain Amis, 16 Amis wide. So in the middle of the street, you have a puddle which is less than uh, Dalad Amis wide. One second. One second. Why is Dalad Amis wide? Uh, one second. I'm sorry, I got a bit stuck. Um, um, give me just one second. Ah, okay. It's the any the length. I'm sorry, not wide. It's, it's, it's less than four amis long. Now, what's the other option besides walking through it, walking around it? I have to walk this way, this way, and this way in order to avoid the puddle. Now it's this much of a puddle. I'm only gonna get that wet. What's the big deal? I should make a whole hakafa in order not to get a bit wet. I'll just walk through it. If it's more than four amis long, I might have thought that it's a long walk through the water. It's worth the, the effort of making a kofa, of going around it and going to the end of it. And that's why I would think people avoid it. And that's why I would think it's not a shusarabim. Comes the Mishnah and tells us, no, even if it's four amis long, people walk through it and it's considered the shusarabim. So that's why the Mishnah mentions twice a Puddle, a puddle which is less than four amis long, and a puddle that is four amis long. Ravashi, I'm just the opposite. Only if it's four amis long, people walk through it. That's what I would think. I'm sorry, if it's not four tfachim, talking about four tfachim, not four amis. If it's less than four tfachim, mitzi posilo. You have a puddle. It's less than four tfachim. Yeah, it's less than four tefachim wide. So why do I have to go in it? Let me jump over it. It's not a big deal. Let me just jump over it. So I would think people avoid it. So the Mishnah comes and tells us, no, even a puddle which is less than four tefachim wide, four tefachim long, people walk through it. They don't bother to jump. There's a puddle in the road. You just walk through it. You don't go over it. So Rav Ashi is telling us that if I have a piece in the middle of the road, which is four, which is less than four tfachim, yeah, which is less than four tfachim, and people might jump over it, I still consider it a shusharagim. Why? Because some people walk through it, many people walk through it. The same logic he says in a different case. He's talking about a bridge. 
a bridge which is made out of boards. And let's say one board has a bit of a distance, not enough to fall through, but there's a bit of a space between one board and another board. So there's like one board lying alone, not attached to the other boards. There's a bit of a space before and after. Now, let's say this board is less than four tefachim wide. So you might think people see this flimsy board in the middle of the bridge, they'll jump over it. And therefore, if they jump over it, maybe that board is not considered the Shusarami. Maybe it's considered a Carmel, a Tur. Says Ravashi, no. It's in the middle of the way people walk in the middle of the way. People don't jump over things in the middle of the way. So the same logic he says over there that people don't jump over this board which has a space. The same logic he says over here that people don't walk over, don't jump over a puddle which is small. They just walk through the puddle. Let's see. Vaaz the Ravashi the Tamei. Ravashi follows his opinion which he says elsewhere. One who throws an object in the street and it rests on a board on the camel, which means on the bridge, which used to be, which were like arch bridge, so these are called a camel. Yeah. Uh, if it if it rests on this board of this bridge, Mikhaev, he is chayiv, although this board is a bit separate and people might jump over it. No. Shari Rabin Boikimboi. Since many people do walk over it, although you see many people that jump, but many people walk over it, it's considered the Shusanam. So the same thing over here, although there might be many people which jump over the puddles, but many people walk through the puddle. And since they walk through the puddle, the puddle is considered the Shusanam. So what do we have here? We have a discussion about a puddle, and that if there's a puddle in the middle of the road, people walk through it. Then uh, it's considered the Shusharabim, which is up to the uh, up to the depth of ten tefachim, and the Mishnah mentions it twice. It mentions twice walking through it that only walking through when it's uncomfortable is considered something. Using a hole which is uncomfortable doesn't make it a Shusharabim. But the Mishnah also mentions twice the puddle. Why? So there's a few opinions. Either it's coming to include. Winter and summer, which each have a svara to say that it's not because in the winter you don't want to get cold, you don't want to get wet, and in the summer you don't want to get dirty. Still, in both cases, it's considered a shusharabim. Or it's coming to include even a very long puddle, which you might think people will just walk around it. No, people walk through it. Or it's coming to include a very small puddle. Then you might think people jump over it. No, not everyone jumps. So over it, some will walk through it, and therefore it's considered the Shusharam. Fine. Now we'll continue to, to an actual sea. We just mentioned about a sea. So now we spoke about throwing in the sea itself. Now he's going to apply the same thing, throwing from the sea to Rishusharam, or the other way around. If one throws from the sea to the dry land, which is Rishusharam, vice versa. Or from the sea to the boat, which is Rashusa Yachid. From the boat to the sea. Or from a sea from a from a from a from a boat to a boat through the sea, over the sea. Potter. He's coming to bring down all the examples of when you'd be high even a Shusarabi. And it's because if you see that you're potter from throwing four Amazon or Carmel is, you might think it's a Rashusa Yachid. No, 
It's not an interest of Yachid. It's not an interest of Rabbim. And not just for four Amis, for any Halacha, regarding passing it to Rosh Hashanah Yachid, regarding throwing from Rosh Hashanah Yachid to Rosh Hashanah Yachid over it. For all Halachas, it's not considered Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. If he tied boats together, you may carry from one boat to the other. If they're not tied, although they're very close, you may not carry from one to another. This whole thing will be dis- will be discussed soon in the Gemara. What's the what's the idea of this tied boats and close boats? What was it talking about? What's the logic behind it? We'll talk about it. Fine. Okay. Now the question is like this: A sea is a caramelis. It's not a shusayoch and not a shusarabim. Now we know that in a shusarabim or in a caramelis, above ten tefachim is called a mokim p'tur. It's a place where you're allowed to carry, not while you're standing on the ground, but if you throw things um, above ten tefachim, uh, uh, and let's say it's something which you're not worried you might come to carry it falls down because it'll break or whatever it is. You can throw things above ten tefachim. It's a mokim p'tur. Now, caramelis is is I mean, not allowed to carry from it to the to the to the Now, even in the if I carry something from the street, I'm not standing on the street, and then I lifted it up higher than ten tefachim, and then I brought it into the house. I'm potter. I'm not allowed to do that, but I'm potter because I brought it through a mokim p'tur. Now, Carmelis is a Drabonum. So if I'm carrying from a Carmelis through a Mokim Ptur, then to Rosh Hashanah the Gemara accepts here that it's fine. You're allowed to do it. At least in, in, in extreme cases when they needed it. And when they're traveling in the sea, and they need to have some water for, I don't know what, so they could, they, they're allowed to draw water from the sea to the boat if they're passing it through higher than 10 Tvachim. The question is, from where do you measure 10 Tvachim? Do you measure it from the how do you call it? From the uh, speak sea level, sea bed, the surface. Yeah. The surface from the sea the of the water or the sea bed, the surface of the water. From the surface from the top of the water from the from the bottom of the sea. No, it's it's called a sea bed. Sea bed, exactly. You, you measure from the sea bed or from oh. this from the surface. That's the question. Which will make a difference. A boat will not be within ten tefachim of the seabed, but occasionally could be within ten tefachim of the surface. So, will there be an issue of bringing water from the sea to the boat? Let's see. Itmar, we learned in Amiroim said, Safina Ravuna Amar, if you want to draw water to it, Mitzin, Himena, you stick out from it, Ziz Koshu. A small ledge, just as a reminder, you shouldn't make a make get confused and other times carry from a caramelist or shusarabim. Have a reminder over here, put out a ledge, then draw water through that ledge, and then you're fine. No, you have to make Rashi, a hollow box, make like walls. Four, like, uh, space four fucking wide, four walls, and draw the water through those walls. So it's as if, again, we wouldn't do that in the regular case. 
but it's as if there's the walls are going all the way down and you have it Rishus HaYachid and you're drawing from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaYachid. So what's the logic behind their argument? Even as he's called Shumimale, you could you could stick out a small ledge and draw water because somebody holds calmness me You measure the calmness from the seabed. And the space that I'm drawing the water through is a is a mocking tour, is a place that is not even a caramelist, and therefore there's no problem. Over Dino, really, this is not really boy. You wouldn't need even a ledge. You have to have a reminder not to carry from a caramelist or should say in other cases. You have to make a space of fourth fucking because somebody they hold you measure the, the caramelists from this from the surface and therefore why because the water is like a thick land thick earth if you can if you're not going to make this walls four by four tfachim, come until you are carrying the caramelists from the caramelists and therefore you must make this four walls I'm sorry, 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 I'm Zim in the lekar There might be times that it will be within ten tefachim to the ground. Become a and you'll be carrying from the caramelists Now, let me just say one thing. Um, really, as we'll see, really we assume not just that you're carrying from a caramelist through a mokim We assume that even the water that you're drawing from. Is ten tefachim higher than the seabed, and therefore you're drawing from a mokim and therefore all you need is a lid. It's not because you're allowed to draw through a mokim I'm sorry, I'm taking back. That's not so clear. It could be that you're drawing from a mokim but the question is, what if the the, the the boat came to a place where it's very low, close to the seabed? Says the Gemara Amarlei, answered back Rabbi Baravua. Gamrinan, we have learned the ain't sfina mahaleches pachis miyasar. There's no boat which travels lower than ten tefachim to the seabed. It just doesn't work. It's gonna, it's gonna get stuck at some point. It's not gonna stay exactly within ten tefachim and three tefachim under it or five tefachim under it. At some point, the the, 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 the seabed is not gonna be so even. It's gonna get stuck. So they never go so low. They never make boats that will go, or they never travel in places. They will go so low to the seabed as they have those ports in order that the the, the 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 what do you call it the boats should come in and shouldn't be so close to the to to, to the shore to the to uh, to where the to where the the earth is a bit is a bit higher they don't want to get stuck so he says well but you have the edge of the boat, which is like quite wide, quite long, and that could comfortably go on a low seabed because it's not touching, it's not even in the water. And what if someone's drawing water from the tip, from the edge 
of the boat. And there maybe the boat came to a place where from that area there is, he's going to draw water within 10 Tzvachim to the seabed. Maybe. So he says, no, they don't do that. They don't travel blindly. If they're going to let the edge of the boat go in a place where it's less than 10 Tzvachim, then the rest of the boat is going to follow along and it's going to get stuck. So that when they when they when they when they when they ride a, when they whatever when they sail a boat, so Gishushe Osli Kama, they are people that that test the ground in front of them and they make sure that it won't go so close to the seabed. Fine. And then but there's nothing to worry about according to the one who says that you measure the tenth fucking from the seabed, you can draw water from anywhere, just take out a ledge for reminder. Fine. Says to another person. Actually, this is Nachum I'm sorry. another Amorah asks a different Amorah of Chia Barov, and I have a question on the other opinion. That is a problem. You must make a wall four by four tvachim in order to draw water. Now, when you use water, especially when you wash water, with water, or if you any other thing that you would want to pour out to the sea, you have to you have to have a place to pour it out as well. Now, if they just told you make one box, obviously you just have one box. If you have a ledge, you're not putting anything on the ledge or through the ledge, so it's not a problem. You can draw water above the ledge, pour out the dirty water above the ledge, no problem. But if you want to draw water through a box. And then you want to pour some water through that same box. Now, it might spritz to the, to the size of the box. And if it's not very clean water, then you don't really, you only have a very strong appetite to use the water that you draw through it. So, so if they didn't tell you to make two boxes, obviously you don't have to make two boxes. But how are you going to pour out the dirty water? Yeah? All used, all dirty water that you washed your dishes with, where do you pour it out? Yeah? If you'll tell me the shadilu boysim, I'll throw it with the same box. You'll make it disgusting. So if they're worried about the caramelists, they're saying there's a caramelist over here, they have to have a solution. They should make two boxes. They never told us that. Obviously, you don't have to. Why not? Answers the Gemara, the shadilu adafno despino. The solution is you don't pour it directly into the sea. You go to another place on the wall of the of the boat of the sh- boat, and you pour the water on the wall, and it goes from the wall to the sea in two stages, not directly to the sea. It's in two stages. It says the Gemara but it's coming from your direct power. There's a rule in the Shusarabim. You're not allowed to pour anything in your Shus, which goes to the Shusarabim. Unless there's like a few stages over here. There's enough to fill up and only later it's going to pour out or there's a quite a distance until it pours out into the Shusharabim. Then it's called Koyach Koychun. Then it's called like a effect of an effect. It's not even a direct effect. But if you just pour something in a small hole and it right away spills over into the street, you're not allowed to do that in the Shusharabim. And here you're pouring something on the wall that cannot hold one second of water. It's right away going to fall into the sea. So it's your direct 
koyach. It's a direct effect of your actions. So how come you're allowed to do that? It says the Gemara koyachet bekarmelisli gozru. By a karmelisli, do not worry about anything indirect. And therefore, you're allowed to pour water on the wall and it'll fall into the karmelis. That's not a problem. How do I know this rule that we're not worried about the indirect action when it comes to throwing into a karmelis? The time we went in a brisa, sfina ein mitaltun leimin teicha leyam leimin leyam leseicha. You may not carry from the boat to the sea or from the sea to the boat. Rabbi Huda, it depends. If the boat is deep, ten tefachim, vein gavoya asoro, but it's not ten tefachim higher than the sea surface. Mitaltun mitaicha leyam. You're allowed to. Um, carry from it to the sea, and not from the sea to it. Now, why are you not allowed to carry from the sea into the boat? They call He follows the opinion that the sea surface is the Carmelis. And if you don't have a mocking, you're not allowed to carry it back. So, how can he pour from the boat to the sea? It's the same issue. It must be. He's pouring it on the wall of the boat. This we see that that in a in a Carmelis, we're not worried about an indirect effect. In a Carmelis, you're allowed to pour on the wall that's going to fall into the sea. And Chachamim and Teshuvah explains, don't argue on the second Allah of Rabbi Huda. The fact that you're allowed to pour from the sea to the to the to the to the, to the both of the sea through the wall. The whole argument is on the first halacha that if it's they hold that even if it's high, ten tefachim, you're not allowed to carry from the sea into it because you're carrying from a caramelist through a mokim tour into the boat. They hold that's a problem. Okay, so what we learned today is like this: we learned about a boat and a and a sea. Question is a sea is a caramelis. From where do you measure it? From the bed or from the surface? The Mainaf Kimina, higher than 10 Tfachim is a mocking tour. Where is that higher than 10 Tfachim? From the bed or from the from the from the or from the surface? And therefore, if you're on a boat, is there an issue of drawing water from the sea? The sea, the the, the sea will definitely be the place that you're drawing from will be higher than 10 Tfachim from the ground because you're in a boat, and even the edge of the boat. They never bring to a place which is less than three, less than ten tefachim from the ground. So even the water you're drawing is higher than ten tefachim. You're, you're, you're drawing just from Mokim Ptur. You'll only need to make a ledge to remind you, not to compare it to other cases. That's Ravuna's opinion. However, Rav Chista and Rav Ravuna say, no, we measure the caramelis from the surface. And therefore, it's very possible that you're drawing here from something which is less than ten tefachim. Are not very possible for she's drawing from less than 10 tfachim. and you might not, not even be passing it through higher than 10 tfachim. depends on how high your boat is and therefore you're not allowed to draw water unless you make a box when it's a box it's as if you're drawing from the now even according to Ravuna, there's an issue of drawing from the sea you're still allowed to pour out dirty water pouring it on the wall of the boat because it's an indirect act, it's an indirect effect, 
anything indirect by Carmelis, they weren't goyzer. The fact you're, you're moving something from Rishayochet to Carmelis indirectly with one stop in the middle, even a stop at the doesn't even last over there, but it's going to go through something. They weren't goyzer in a case of need, and therefore you're allowed to pour this out to the Carmelis on the ledge, and we brought a ride from Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda the Tana, which says exactly that. The Mishnah before that spoke about a puddle of water, which when people walk, the road walks through it, it's considered although there's water, although it's an uncomfortable usage, only walking we count as the public using it, although it's uncomfortable. Any other users that's in storing things will not be considered a public usage if it's uncomfortable. Now, the Mishnah mentions, that's because Mishnah mentioned twice the idea of walking through. The Mishnah mentioned twice the puddle. There's different opinions why the Mishnah mentioned twice the puddle. Either to include summer and winter, which each has, a, each has a reason why I would think people would not walk through it. In the summer, you're clean. And in the winter, you're cold. So you might not uh, walk through it. You say, no, we still walk through it. Or it's coming to include a very long puddle, which you might think people will walk around it. Or it's coming to, to include a very small puddle, which you might think people will jump over it. In all of these cases, we say that it's still considered a shisunami. Uh.